Good morning. It is Monday, February 22nd, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. I hope you had a good weekend. What an honor it is to open up God's word before us today and to help us think through this passage together. I had a conversation with a listener last week about the vision for this podcast, and it's not to teach the Bible. It's not to come and gain some new insight or knowledge about the Bible, but it's meant to be devotional. Sure, we might pick up a few things along the way, but ultimately, the goal is to engage with God's Word in such a way as to give us something to meditate on for the rest of the day, something for our hearts to dwell on. So let's do that now. Let me read our passage for us. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. He went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown, and among his relatives, and in his own household. And he could do no mighty works there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about among the villages, teaching. Let's pray together. Good morning. Good morning, good Father. Whatever we are doing right now, as we listen to your word and think through it, help us to focus on it. Help us to be not distracted by whatever is going on, but instead tuned in to what's going on here in Mark chapter 6. Help us to grow in godliness today. Help us to engage with your word in such a way as to get us to grow in godliness. Lord, use your spirit to transform us today. Amen. Last week, we had a really great week in the book of Mark. We got to see three separate episodes and how they all fit together into a major subsection of the book where Mark is just showing Jesus to be much more than just a teacher, much more than just a healer or a wise man but to show him as God. And you'd think that Mark would get us as readers, after we're kind of on this high of who Jesus is, as this sovereign one over nature, over evil, over death, and kind of continue to carry us through with some sort of story about victory or how everyone came to worship him. But that's not what Mark does. Actually, today's passage is kind of a bummer, isn't it? Jesus, after literally just raising a girl from the dead, goes back home to where he grew up in Nazareth. And like he does when he comes to a new town, he goes into the synagogue on the Sabbath and starts teaching. And like we've seen before, the crowd there is astonished at his teaching. But it's not exactly the same kind of astonishment that we've seen earlier in the book of Mark. It's not that they're amazed at the authoritative way he taught. Instead, They are offended by his teaching. Unfortunately, Mark doesn't record for us the teaching that was so offensive, but we do know from the reaction of the crowd that it was full of wisdom and it probably included some sort of healings, 
and yet they were still offended. The crowd of offended people put Jesus right into the context that he came from. They say, isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And then verse 5 says something kind of amazing. It says, and he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Now, just in case your mind went where mine did for about half a second, this does not mean that Jesus was unable to do mighty works in the same sense that he didn't have the capability to do it. Because what he says next fits right in with what we just learned about last week. Verse 6 says, And he marveled because of their unbelief. All of the miracles that we looked at last week, the calming of the storm, the casting out of the legion of demons, the healing of the woman with internal bleeding, and finally the raising of the girl back to life from the dead, all kind of culminated into that last miracle where Jairus gets news from a messenger that says, your daughter is dead. Let's not waste this teacher's time anymore. And do you remember Jesus' reply? He turns to Jairus and says, do not fear, only believe. And I think Mark is using these two passages, ours today and that one, to kind of mutually explain one another. Because we do have sort of a burning question sitting with us from that passage with Jairus, right? It says, do not fear, only believe. Well, believe in what, Jesus? Believe my messenger? Believe that my daughter is dead? Or believe my messenger is wrong and believe my daughter is alive? If Jairus believed, like those in Nazareth, that Jesus was simply a carpenter, a teacher, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, then that's all that Jairus would have had to believe. At best, his belief would be that his messenger got it wrong. But if Jairus believed much more, that Jesus is someone who could, despite the true news given by the messenger, is Jesus could still make what's wrong right, then amazing things might happen. Perhaps his dead daughter could even be brought back to life. Similarly, in our passage today, Jesus isn't really thought of as much more than some cocky carpenter from Nazareth who thinks he knows a thing or two about Judaism. How could grace be poured out to a people that reject him? How could Jesus do a great work for those who believe he can't do it for them? As we go today, there is a fine line that we must walk in how we think about this passage. We know the answer to verse 5 when it says that Jesus could do no mighty work doesn't mean that he couldn't do it because he didn't have the ability. We know he has the ability. We just saw him three times in a row display the ability. So it must mean something different. So how does the last three miracles Help us understand our passage today. How does this story of rejection 
fit into the larger story of Mark. May the Spirit help us think through these things today. As we go, let's pray for the Malong people in the Philippine Islands. Let's pray together. God, our passage today does bring an element of confusion with it. God, help us to think clearly through what it means that you could do no mighty work among these people who rejected you. To people who could think of you as no more than just a carpenter, just some cocky carpenter from Nazareth that they saw grow up before their eyes, who now thinks he has the audacity to speak with authority in the synagogue? Oh God, help us to see how among such people you can do no mighty work. Lord, let your Spirit lift the scales from our eyes so that we can see that clearly. God, help us to think through the last three miracles that we just saw. Help what Mark has already written in his gospel. Help us use that to interpret our passage today. And God, as we go on this Monday, like we do every Monday, we want to pray for global missions. God, that your church across the globe is thriving. The good news of Mark and of the rest of your holy scripture is being taken to the ends of the earth. And God, among the Malong people in the Philippines, you have done a mighty work. Many have come to faith. And among such people, great works are happening. Father, we praise you for simple stories of kids who used to sing songs that had nothing to do with you now getting up in church and singing mighty hymns before a congregation that just met you as well. Oh Lord, continue to stir among the Malong people in the Philippines. Don't just bring one or two or three families. God, call hundreds out of the Malong people of the Philippines. This is our prayer as we go today, Father. We pray these things in your Son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.